Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ka- What's his name? I think I think it's Caecilius. No! That's not right! That- it's Le Chief, the Mads Mikkelsen, the guy from Rogue One, everyone's favorite Clash of the Titans, you know, Khaleesi, Malekith, Cal Drogo, Eugene Krabs, Benedict Cabbage Patch, Khan, remember Khan? Kate Blanchett, Steppenwolf, Korg, Gene Simmons, Kit Fisto, Electro, I mean, I'm Canada. I mean, I'm Alex. Are you doing okay, buddy? What's are that you... guy's name? <laughs> you... You... It's not whatever you said. That's completely wrong. Okay. Concerned for your well-being sometimes. Moving on. <laughs> I'm this, scared. This week we're talking about Doctor if Strange. If anybody's listening, I'm being held against my will. <laughs> Directed by Scott Derrickson from 2016, right? Sure. Yes. Yes. Was it 2016? Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I thought there was... Yeah, there are three that came out in 2017. Yep. Okay. It has an 89% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and right. an 86% audience score. Right. Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing about Dr. Strangelove? <laughs> <laughs> well, my best thing is the part at the end when he gets on the rocket. The guy gets on the rocket and he falls and he's like laughing. He's like got the cowboy hat and he's... It's a good movie. Good movie. Agreed. My be- my best thing about Doctor Strange, however, is that <laughs> oh, is that what we're reviewing? <laughs> yes. Um, no, I would have to say probably uh, it's between two. So my my what I'm what I'm conflicted on is whether to say Tilda Swinton as the ancient one or Chiwetel Eiffador. I, I, I shoot a little edgy of four. Close, close enough, sure. It's not <laughs> Mordo. Um, I think you can't pronounce his name. I can't remember the bad guy's name. It's it fine. happens. It's fine. I think Mordo isn't in quite enough of the movie for me to say it's my best thing, or he's my best thing. So I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna go. Yeah, lock that in. Tilda Swinton as the ancient one because I do think that she is. She's just very entertaining to watch in this role. For one, like she's just. I don't know they they give her a lot of the best lines in the movie I think, and just in general, uh, she she has a lot of fun with it. It seems without necessarily being like a complete, just you know hamming it up kind of kind of. Oh, I'm in a I'm in a superhero movie. Gotta go crazy with it. Oh, you mean like Tommy Lee Jones? Like Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever, Batman and Forever, and uh, not in Captain America, whatever. Captain America, Batman Forever. The, the man's an enigma. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, but no, I think she's she's very good in this role. I think that we we were talking about this while we were watching it, and this has been my impression of the movie since it first came out. That the best scene in the movie is probably her and Doctor Strange in the their astral forms talking while they're while she's dying and like the her death the, scene. the lightning is streaking across the sky in, in slow motion. It's a very cool, very effective scene where she kind of describes the state of things and like explains a lot about you know who i mean it it makes me think a lot of i feel like there's a very there's a, several a lot of very comparable scenes that, like i'm thinking of like obi-wan kind of like explaining uh the, the to luke after he dies via force goes explaining to him that like 
from a certain point of view, he was what he was right. telling him about his father and everything, and like kind of lifting back the curtain a little bit. And and it's it's nice, even though the I think the actual plot of this movie and a lot of the conflicts, as far as the the philosophical conflicts go, maybe are not as strong as they could be. It's still her role in that conflict I think is effective as far as her being like someone who is breaking the rules that she theoretically should be following and, and which is that just, whole conversation it's weird that, that that's your best thing considering all the controversy around the ancient yeah. one when this movie came out well I think this in was in a... 2016 yes <laughs> didn't this come out like three months after Suicide Squad yeah that sounds right Suicide Squad was in August and and this was in November. Right. right. Yep. Good palate cleanser. <laughs> um, no, I. It, I know the whole the whole deal with that controversy is is very mired in political strife and trying to make sure it could play in China without necessarily being offensive in general as a stereotype. And, and I think overall it was a very interesting sidestep to be like, you know what, we're gonna cast this as a woman who is just this. This, with a Celtic uh, very, background, yeah, this very classy white lady, <laughs> like it's just such an such an, and we're still gonna make her bald, like that's just complete, just until the Swinton's already weird in general, yeah, so yeah, it'll completely that, work. Com- I, it's it's weird that it works as well as it does, and it's weird that. Well, I like how they 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 um, subvert yeah Doctor Strange's expectations because he walks in, he sees like an an elder. Wise looking with the, Asian the, the, the stereotype, very, type. very traditional ponytail yeah. bob above his head. And he goes, "Nice to meet you, ancient one," or something like that. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, nice to meet you too." Yeah, and it's like, "What? Yeah. What?" Yeah, uh, I think it's overall a, a, some really inspired casting, honestly, yeah. for probably what they had to work with, which was not a lot of issues, not, not pissing off China, yeah, walking on eggshells for a number of reasons. So, um, overall, that yeah, and interesting point. Though. Your worst thing. Everything no, <laughs> it's not everything. Ooh, um, it, it ain't that kind of movie. No, no. Who? Uh, I almost kind of want to say the humor. I, which is interesting, because I mean, not that there aren't any jokes that don't land. This is the movie that I think of all the Marvel movies, the humor feels most out of place. Like there's some good stuff at the beginning where where he is performing performing a surgery and he's kind of like that all comes from the character. Yeah, that's why yeah. it works. Yeah, it's 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 not. I found a magical cape. Oh, it's a it's a funny magical cape, and joke. Yeah, um, undercutting serious <laughs> moment. It's yeah. It, oh exactly. hey, he's finally learning. He's he's going to be a superhero. Oh, the cape's doing stupid nonsense. Yeah, it really is. It's, are you laughing yet, kids? I think Tyler, <laughs> are you laughing yet? <laughs> the because we talked we've talked about the the humor issue in Marvel movies kind of going up to now, and we haven't really noticed it outside of I think the two that we are we have been like, yep, it, it really doesn't work here. <clears throat> are Iron Man 3 and Thor the Dark World. And yeah. Iron Man 3, I think, is still the worst example. I still think Iron Man 3 is just like, we're shoving all this really bad, just not landing, these jokes that aren't landing, we're just kind of pushing right. them into every hole we can put into the movie, and, and we're just kind of like throwing everything at the wall and, and trying to make you laugh a lot, and it's just not nearly as clever or as, as you know, 
whip smart as as the first movie and even really some the, the second iron man to some extent some of the dialogue in that like that that movie just really does not work from a comedic level yeah and because there's there's a million other issues that we talk about that go listen to our podcast about it um this movie or don't this movie it's do not whatever you want it every time it tries to do a joke like that outside of the beginning again where he's he's in the surgery scene it feels like it's in his element it's some nice like workplace banter and he's kind of it's it's a nice way of showing that the character is very calm and collected because he's cracking jokes about like uh music yeah. and and like they're asking him trivia about music and it's it's a really nice intro scene and every other time almost like quite a bit throughout the movie the movie feels almost uncomfortable with trying to put humor into it yeah um because it's fairly serious and like straightforward it, yeah i mean it's not like it's not as dark even as iron man i would say but well iron man's weird because it's got all the the cave stuff which is very serious yes and the exactly. rest of the movie kind of evens out right this one is for the most part and the, there's not there are moments of, of i mean like the the conversation while she's dying there are moments of emotional gravity. Like there's there's some good stuff. Like the bit the bit where where Mads Mikkelsen, because I don't remember his name, goes, uh-huh. uh, Mister, no Doctor, Mister mm-hmm. Doctor, no, it's strange. I guess it is. But who am I to talk? Yeah. Like funny joke. It's it's, it's question fun- mark. It's funny ish. I mean, I think the first time I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, that's funny. Like I, I mean, laughed or whatever. All I can it's... think of is the Game Grumps bit where they're they're. Um, impersonating yoda and they keep saying these stupid star wars such a puns specific reference and, that and, no and one he keeps is going, going mm, funny <laughs> joke yeah um it, it is go re- look that up people you it's should, hilarious it's very funny um <laughs> it really is though it's like it just doesn't seem like the, this this script this entire movie is not written you yes there's an animated version of this where he hits Luke over the head with a stick. Now I'm connecting it to Last Jedi. I'm having a whole conversation in my head right now. Keep going. Anyway. I'll save it for our special episode <laughs> where we discuss The Last Jedi for five hours, and it'll be the last episode of this podcast. Because <laughs> we're both going to die. Um, At the end, the computer's going to self-destruct. It's going to be like, we can't, we can't put this on the internet. Um, but no, the... We can't have a civil discussion about The Last Jedi. <laughs> the internet won't allow it. cannot be allowed to escape. <laughs> Today we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> this movie, Doctor Strange, released in 2016, as we've established. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, it, I still haven't gotten to my best and worst <laughs> No, I'm aware. I'm aware. Don't worry. The humor is... Yeah, it's uh, I, I completely lost track of what I was talking about before you interrupted me with your weird facial expressions. Um, no, yeah, it's or the the Mister Doctor joke. It's it's exemplary of the fact that this movie the 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 writing is just not very smart. I I don't and I'm not I don't know that feels like a mean like personal thing to say about something, but it's just, it feels. There's not a whole lot of personality to the writing, I guess is, is the best way I can put it. As opposed to something like the first two Iron Man movies or Captain America the Winter Soldier well, it, or it's, Civil War. It's just weird because or... for, for me, I feel like this feels like one of the most generic I of, agree. of all of them. I agree. And I think that's why. To, I think people tend to throw this and Ant-Man into that, that pile. 
Ant-Man has so much more personality. We went into this movie, um, and I, I, or as we started this movie up, I was, I, I not said that you, I hate this movie. Sure, sure. I said to you, I was like, I have a feeling I'm gonna watch this movie. I'm gonna be like, why isn't this movie Ant-Man? And you know what? Why isn't this movie Ant-Man? I feel like because it, 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 it almost like it goes straight down the middle to a fault. Mm-hmm. Like it should either be like completely for laughs, like a complete goofball farce, kind mm-hmm. of like Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Not a complete goofball part. You, you get what I'm Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be classified as a comedy. An right. action comedy. Right. Or they go super serious, Nolan, yes. minimum on jokes, but yes, there are still jokes because don't let anybody lie to you about that. <laughs> the Nolan sure. movies have jokes. Yeah. Like, uh, or go that, get, go that I way. I agree, I agree. Yeah, because as it stands, every time they try to crack something, it feels like it comes kind of out of place. But when the movie tries to get super serious, I think it, it works. It tends for to the most up. part, yeah. No, well, just just to see. And I have problems with Rachel McAdams' character, but when she comes to confront yeah. him, and, and he he starts like berating her, and he's like, "I don't need your help. I don't want to be. Mm. I, I I don't need to be pitied. Leave." Like that's that's one of the most hard hitting moments. And like you said, the the scene, the death scene with the ancient one, that like that's all super serious, mm-hmm. and that that's played very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I don't know how to feel about the the Beyonce. Joke. And that's kind of what I'm talking. I think, and and th- I'll talk about this as we get into the rest as well. I think the script uh, does not keep up with the visuals in large part. Kind of kind of expanding to a broader scope here of the the general magic element of this movie. I feel like the visuals tell a lot of the story when it comes to magic and, and yep. when it comes to the way the magic works in this universe where and it's it does it effectively it's really cool visuals there's a lot of cool moments in this and cool set pieces and lots of cool, really cool stuff happening but the actual script is just sort of like magic it's happening like they they have one scene where they mention a few magical artifacts yeah and other than that it's kind of just like here's this one book that has dark dimension stuff and here's the, time, our, the time. Here's our MacGuffin. Yeah, here here's our book that tells you about how the Infinity Gym works, basically. Yeah. And if I wish, I did like how they held off on calling it an Infinity Stone until yes, the very end. I agree. That um, that could have been some some pretty terrible stuff. If I, they yeah, yeah. Like, no, definitely. Hey guys, looking straight at the audience, <laughs> it's an Infinity Stone. There's <laughs> big red writing writing in the book, Infinity Gym. And, and then Benicio del Toro walks in. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, like, I wish that this was more zany and not even, it doesn't have to be zany. I wish it was more inventive. Mm-hmm. I, I wish it was, I wish the writing was more creative because the movie, the visuals, again, it, there's all, th- that entire sequence where she sends him like tripling, tripping through the universe yeah. or the multiverse and he's just seeing all these weird sights and like and this crazy Dormammu. He's, he's seeing hands grow off his hands yes. and they're growing off other hands <laughs> and it's, it's the Dor- creepiest thing. Dormammu's design is really, really cool and really weird and, and, and inventive and creative, but the actual script, I feel like doesn't doesn't isn't just throwing it should be like when he gets there there should be this i don't know it feels almost like like the magic is small like it's like the magic is used so that you can teleport to other multiverses and there's this time thing but that's also not really magic it's an infinity stone it feels strangely more like science fiction than fantasy to me yeah because i think it's not because of the lack of imagination it feels like they have like a few set rules and they really want to stick to those Mm. which I'm cool with that. Some internal logic, some consistency. Yeah. Excuse me. But I feel like they're limiting themselves I in agree. terms of what they can do. It's just sort of like, 
oh, he can make like a whip thing and then like a shield thing and then that's that's yeah. it. that's all we got. And I don't even know, I can't even think of any examples off the top of my head of the kind of writing that I'd want this movie to have. Like in in major Hollywood studios, I because I made I made the comparison to you that Grant Morrison, who's a pretty famous comic book writer, if you don't know, he he's and a who very, got ripped off for the Matrix. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. Um, he's this very crazy, over the top. It, dumps dumps millions of ideas in every story he writes and just like all this craziness and uh he, it, people have different opinions on him but you cannot really argue with the fact that he's extremely creative as far as the things he can come up with and that's sort of what i wanted more from this is i want i want more just like spill out onto the page and like this is such a i, I want this to be a wide infinite array of, of magic and universes and i feel like the script doesn't keep up with the visuals um there are there are nice moments in the script, especially when they stick to the drama and they stick to the grounded sort of character relationships. But I think overall it, it poses some problems. And specifically the humor I think is the most reflective of that. I could also probably just say the fact that the script is not as magical as I want, but that's harder to describe. So I'm not going to necessarily go with that. I might change it later. We'll see. That's fair. But what's your best and worst thing? Uh, my best thing is the third act. This yep. is one of the best third acts in a Marvel movie. Yep. It's the reverse problem. It's one of the best third acts in any origin we superhero movie. We have movie. a super mediocre first two thirds, and then the third act just blows it out of the water. Yep. Like, it's amazing. Yep. It's, that's, like, that's the only really super creative part of the whole mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not... Because, again, finally the script and the visuals actually align a little well, bit. Well, it's interesting, because it's... It's very similar to X-Men Days of Future Past, where mm-hmm. the ending to that is not a stupid, dumb punch-up where we destroyed the city and, yep. and I gotta, I'm gonna punch Zahn in the face really hard. <laughs> it's, it's about a person who, who's deciding whether or not to shoot someone. Like or that. for an MCU, an MCU um, comparison, it's not, like you mentioned earlier, it's not Iron Man punching a bigger Iron Man either. Yes. yes. So. Um, or an Iron Man with whips. It, it's, a, it's about... Doctor Strange going to make a bargain. <laughs> yes. And he's got a clever little trick to and make sure that he wins. Yes, and it's about him sort of It's about understanding. It's about Doctor Strange being smart and realizing that it's not all about him. Yes. Which is his character arc. Yes. He's a very nice, clean character arc. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate and that. The the time motifs throughout this movie are very strong, I think, overall, and they kind of play into that and no, I'm just, just now I'm just thinking of the Amazing Spider-Man two, where it's just the the, the time symbolism just <laughs> beating you over the head. Yeah, God. get it. Gwen Stacy dies in a clock tower. The opening shots of of uh, Richard Parker's watch. Do you get it? <laughs> it's a clock. I wish I had more time. That movie's bad, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes it is. I'm not going to change my grade, but that movie's bad. <laughs> it should feel bad. Continue. Everyone involved. What's your worst bad. thing about Doctor Strange? Um, that it's not weird enough. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna go with yes. What? Okay, then that's that's good with me. The movie needs to be weird. Yep. The best parts are when it's weird. Yep. The entire it's Doctor sequence. Strange. It's an acid trip. The entire end sequence where they're traveling through a city that's. Refo- a destroyed city that's reforming itself backwards yeah. is great. Yes, like it's there's not even a whole lot of action going on as far as the fighting goes. It's just really cool to watch these guys like walk around yeah. and like like kind of move around and stuff, and you see just all this stuff happening. Yeah, 
and it's it's just really cool. It's really well shot. Well, and it looks well, neat. And, and then it also like even after the fact, it feeds really well into Mordo's turn, where he's just like, "No, we broke natural law. I don't yeah, care. This is like, not how things should work. This this will not. This still isn't going to end well for any of us." Yeah. So he leaves like that. That feeds very. You remember in in Green Lantern where <laughs> where uh, you remember in Green Lantern where they thought they were getting a sequel. <laughs> That's just precious. <laughs> but Sinestro, the whole time he's going. Yeah, I guess maybe we could try using Yellow Ring to fight um, Parallax or whatever. That guy? Maybe. Maybe it's a good idea. The black goo from Prometheus? (laughs) Then Hal Jordan, at the end, he's just like, no, I'm going to beat it with the green ring. It's fine. And he he wins Sinestro's approval. Then the after credits scene, Sinestro's like, nah, man, I'm going to try that Yellow Ring. They thought they were getting a sequel. But yeah, no, it, which Meanwhile, is weird because... the after credit scene for this where Mordo shows up and he... Like, we fully understand his motivations and why he turns and it's... I, I find it fascinating. They, they highlight it constantly. They highlight it in the conversation we were talking about where the Ancient One's dying. They highlight it, you know, to, in the in, they highlight it from the beginning, from the get-go of his character being introduced to the movie, like where yeah. he's discussing it with the Ancient One and, and like the fact that and he constantly reinforces the fact that he's like hey you guys i just want to let you know i don't like messing with these rules i I want to protect this that being said about me wanting it to be more weird yep this movie should not open by being weird (laughs) yep this movie has a terrible opening. if i could change anything about it it would be removing that opening scene by far i think that would honestly make the movie if you if you don't remember what happens it's basically uh Oh my god, quit messing with stuff. Uh, (gasps) Lashif and his people show up at the the library, and they they decapitate the librarian, Uh and they steal some pages out of the book, whatever the MacGuffin is, I don't don't care. And then the the ancient one shows up, and there's like a big Inception-like fight. Yep. But then when we when Doctor Strange shows up and he's like, "Whoa, what's happening?" It's like we've we've seen this before. I mean, it's cool, but it's not as cool as it could have been. And they then sh- they show their hand more frustrating. Too early. More frustrating. Doctor Strange sees the book that they stole the pages from. Precisely. He asks Wong about this. Right, like not long after he gets there, Wong says, "Oh, a former master betrayed us and stole those pages, and he relieved the pre- previous librarian of his head." And it's like that's all we need to know about that scene. That is, we don't need to know any. We don't need to see them escaping. We can we can infer that. We don't need to like get any more information there. That is enough to make them ominous, to make his, the villain. No, but if you don't show the audience who he looks like, people are going to be confused when Matt Mickelson shows up with glitter well, in his eyes. And that, but that's the other thing is that, like, pretty much. I don't like his design. <laughs> but that's the other thing is that pretty. What much, is it with him and eye makeup? I don't know. Pretty much immediately afterwards, they not maybe not. It may not be the next scene. It should be the next scene if they remove the intro scene. Um, is them all standing around, Casilius and all his dudes standing around his crew. I still don't think that's right. His crew. It's fine. Um, they're all standing around the pages sitting on the ground doing an incantation about them or something. Yeah. Like in, in a church and then it starts to get trippy again. Yeah. And it's like you don't need to re... If, trust your audience to get, get oh, pages stolen. Oh, threatening dude. Oh, next scene. Oh, pages on the ground. Guy standing in a circle 
chanting, he why? looks creepy. Why did I just think it, it's it's smarter if the heart of your movie is about is supposed to be about Doctor Strange? Yes. I feel like just starting it off there because the opening instead of just like mind blowing special effects that have nothing to do with him. Yeah, the opening of the oh, movie, and here's Doctor Strange by the way. The, the, yeah, the opening Doctor Strange intro, like where it starts off when he's snapping off the, on the gloves and it's playing the the, the classic music that he loves or whatever. Yeah. That, that's great. It's great. It's a, that, that surgery scene is great. I mean, you just play that music during the Marvel logo opening, and then yep. you just cut to the scene. Yep. Like, it's they, an excellent they've done that before. It's an excellent introduction to the character, to his, his personality, to where he starts this movie at, and that's all we need. And then you, just, you, you learn about it with him. Yep. It's frustrating. Still gets an A-plus for not having to do any mustache removal. <laughs> God. <laughs> you just can't help yourself, can you? <laughs> But what it, can I say? I know my limits. <laughs> but it literally, like, I think it legitimately... I don't know his name, so I'm sure. not going to even try to say it. I think it legitimately muddles the tone and the focus of the movie. Like, I think it is that big of a deal that it starts like this. Like, there's... It well, it's, such a, well it's, it's just... They kept advertising it as, like, it's an experience. Like, see it in IMAX, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, the visuals are amazing. Yeah. In the opening, they just completely revealed their hand. Blow, yeah, blow their load. Like, that's, yeah. that's, it's just... Oh, hey... You know, we're gonna go ahead and give it's you. It's like it, if they opened Rogue One with Darth Vader attacking all the, the right. rebel soldiers, right? And exactly. That's the opening, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, no, that's a that's a reward you get at yeah. the end of the yeah. movie. If not, not build, that not that this is that's necessarily the same. If you build up through this movie, then you get the point where Caecilius and all his dudes, yeah. his his cronies, they're all manipulating the church, and it's like, right? And that's that's okay. So actually, the first introduction you get would be him getting blown halfway through the multiverse and, mm. and that's all trippy and crazy and awesome and there's so much cool stuff going on you're getting a taste of all these different visuals and interesting ideas and then we get the point where they're manipulating the church and then not long after that we start to get into like the sanctum sanctorum fight where they're they're you know which i fight. think is kind of a lame fight it, it, i would agree but still like at least that's giving us like yeah okay we got some crazy hallway stuff going on they're, they're messing around some things and then we get out into the larger world and we get the giant city-wide mirror dimension the mirror fight, fight where yeah. there's all this stuff going on and the buildings are which forming be the best fight inception style and then at the end we get the time travel thing and then that builds into him going into the dark dimension and Dormont. like i feel like this is all not, like very cool escalations i feel like the first third to half should be fairly normal it should be fairly normal i agree minus the the extreme car wreck Un yes. Until he gets to, to the Ancient One and she blows his mind. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Let's talk about what I think is probably the biggest thing that we didn't mention in either of our worst things. Benedict Cabbage Patch? Uh, our wor worst things. He's he, he's good. It's not... It's not top, no. Con? <laughs> God. Smug? Um. <laughs> no. Um, the time. The, the the flow oh, yeah. of time in this movie for the, a movie that is very focused on time. Okay, this is, is does this movie take place over a year or like three days? I don't know what's happening. It is very fun to imagine that this movie takes place literally over the span of like seventy two hours. <laughs> While we were watching, I, I was thinking about other superhero movies that are kind of guilty of this. Batman Forever springs to mind, mm -hmm. where it's like uh, Jim Carrey and and yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, like they're robbing places and funding his his weird little uh, mind trippy device. And somehow, like everybody in Gotham buys it, and like he's he's yeah. a huge millionaire or whatever. I'm like, but this movie feels like it happens over two days. Exactly. Um, 
I need. I, give me a time card. Give, tell is, me. There is no. F- it happened so much later that the narrator died, <laughs> and they bought on a new one. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the, the there's every scene for the first like basically until we so so until we get to the point where Doctor Strange um, manipulates time. He uses the the amulet. He's messing with the amulet with the apple yeah. and then he gets blown into the sanctum of the Centaurum that leads into the confrontation with Caecilius and all that all that stuff um everything up to that point almost every scene it feels like there is some form of time gap yes between like it's it's not a montage because it is like actual full length scenes we but don't I get think, a montage I, that's all I need yeah well that's what I'm thinking is like I feel like literally every scene up to that point is like which is about half the movie I feel like it is almost every single scene there is some sort of jump in time and we don't have any indication of how much time that is we don't know how long he trains well, for well, there's, two, there's two big culprits to this number one after his hands are injured I don't know how long he spends trying to yes. fix them medically yes that's the most major thing because we know that he tries and we see we get some good scenes of that of him yes that's where the good fallout between him and Christina Christine Christine um, Rachel McAdams falling yeah. out um, and that's good. And then, but when he's actually training, yes. But yeah, we don't we don't know how long that takes. We don't, so we don't know how long he's been searching. We don't really know exactly how desperate he is. Like, I think that would be something important to to see how like what what well, like, where they, he's they at make mentally. It, they make it sound like he's he's about to lose all of his money. Yeah, like he's been spending it all away. And I'm like, yeah. well, how much money did he have to start? Like, I I have no basis for mm-hmm. realizing how much time he's put into this. Exactly. Yeah, and then and then once he starts training, we get a, a handful of scenes spread across his training, and like he starts to get used to using the sling ring and doing all the things, and and there's some nice sparring between him and Mordo and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, we don't know how long it lasts. It feels like it could literally be he shows up, oh hey, he get he grasped this really quickly, now he's great, or it could be oh he's been there a year. We yeah. really don't know. I it would be less distracting if they didn't have the bit where the ancient one says it takes years of practice yeah that's that's the really <laughs> big like okay you guys should have thought more about this yeah exactly you can't just throw in that line and then like oh a couple days later he's got it which is one thing that i feel he's like dr strange yeah which is everyone one... loves benedict I... cabbage patch i feel like it was a bit of a missed opportunity not to have him actually try to fight dormammu yeah. for longer because I do feel like it would have been nice to have him like use that as like training basically where, where, where he's stuck in the time loop and Dormammu just keeps attacking him I feel like that would have been a cool, a cool thing for him to, to, to make him into the Sorcerer Supreme and be like alright he th- this is just him accelerating the timeline and then you don't have then you can just have him be like eh, he's a Sorcerer Supreme now without necessarily losing like and he could just, a, a year he, he of comes, continuity he comes back to Earth and just kicks the crap out of yeah. the yeah, that would and, be a fun, a fun miss. Like it, it feels like, like almost maybe, maybe it's not necessarily he's. Because I don't, I still don't want it. To, I like the fact that it's a subversion and it's not a, a punch out or anything. Yeah. But it would be nice if it was him fighting, maybe until he could get to a standstill. Yeah. With Dormammu, and then and like the, he practices and he just keeps going at it until and Dormammu keeps getting more frustrated. Till eventually he can actually like do some crazy stuff and stop him. Also, Dormammu is is also played and voiced by Benedict Cabbage Patch. Yeah, it's a very nice touch. Yep, very cool. 
should have been Smaug. It's interesting that the movie that has a the the ultimate villain being played by the same actor who plays the hero and B involves a mirror dimension is actually one of the one of the MCU movies that doesn't really commit the flaw of the the villain is a flip flip side of the hero. Yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. I I'm just so glad that Lashif at no point does he 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 try to I mean he does he ever really like offer offer Doctor Strange like a partnership? He's never like join me, is he? I can't remember. He, I mean, there's I'm, the, mainly I'm going for. At no point does he go, you and I, we're, we're the same. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't dwell on that that generic. I crap. mean, because he he immediately sniffs out. He's like, oh, you you barely started doing this, right? Yeah. Like you're pretty inexperienced. Yeah. Um. And there there's there is a nice conversation. Okay, still is the the one thing he's got going for him. I'm gonna keep saying it just to, like just just to drive home the fact that. <laughs> I I'm able to remember in the name great somehow. word of Jujuman Hansu. I totally butchered that name. Who from Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. Who? Oh, okay, okay. I was like, where are you going with this? Um, but yeah, he. I apologize. There is a there is a nice scene. It's pretty much the only scene we can. There's a nice scene of him, um, while Doctor Strange has trapped him with some nice magic artifacts or whatever. There's a nice scene where he's explaining his motivations to the hero. And he's not completely off his... We don't get that from all these guys. We don't. It, it, he's he's not completely, they, like, they off throw, the rails. They throw us a bone. Yeah, he's he's fairly like, hey, I, this, this guy, I believe this guy can give us eternal life. And that's why I'm doing this. And, like, I, it's, it, also, you don't understand. Also, well, they're, well, they're in a church. Fairly, very holy place. He's almost like a religious zealot. Yep. Yep. It's and, almost like a Satanist cult type uh-huh. deal. And uh, you know, it'd be great if if um, he, he, him and him, Doctor Strange, they're confronting each other in a church, and and there there's a huge uh, picture of Satan in the background behind uh, Lashif, and then you cut to Doctor Strange, and there's a huge picture of Jesus because <laughs> symbolism. Do you get it? Okay, but hear me out. What if there is a giant picture of Batman in the church, and then a giant picture of Superman in the sanctum? And then, ironically, the picture of Jesus has its mustache removed. <laughs> God, I hate you. Got him. I hate you so much. <laughs> we need to just, we need to ban it. We need to put the axe down on the mustache. Got him. Jokes. God. If it gets a laugh, it's worth it. <laughs> anyway. It's nice Got that him. in the scene, in the scene where where Gisilius is explaining his motivations, whatever, it, he does a thing that a lot of great villains do. Not that he is at all a great villain necessarily, but he does a thing that a lot of great villains do, in which he is not necessarily like, "Oh, you should join me for nebulous reasons." Because don't you? Isn't this what you've always wanted? Even even though I don't know you at all, this is like the first time we talk. Um, he sows seeds of doubt about the Ancient One. Yeah. Rather than being like, here's we're the, my. We're the same. Yeah. We exactly. come from the same cloth. We're both white guys. <laughs> you like mus- mascara? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's nice. And, and it doesn't really go anywhere in that particular moment. And then, like, as it kind of plays out, we, we see more of that. And then we get into the big fight and then we kind of see the 
the conclusion of that, and then we get to hear the ancient one side of the story. It's a nice, it, it's structurally sound. It's not impressive necessarily, but it it all works. Yeah. It's it's coherent, straightforward. At no point am I going. Wait, what's happening? Yeah. Wait, who? What? Which is one of the better things you can say about this movie is that it does not fall into the pitfall of just trying to be too complicated for its own good and yes. too like it's not i wouldn't say it's not ambitious i mean like because again the visuals i think there are some really there is some really cool story stuff wise it's not really ambitious i mean other than but yeah act. like it's it's not i felt like the third act was something they had early on they're like we know how we yeah, want this to that, end that would make a lot of sense to me um because like it's still like, like that's probably something they had from like the first draft yeah yeah which makes it a very unique origin movie because how many superhero origin movies seem to be built with the third act in mind they're almost Iron always Man, built with the kind first of two terrible. Acts. Incredible Hulk, kind of terrible. Uh, Captain America, kind of terrible. Thor, kind of terrible. Avengers, I mean, th- that's not an origin movie. Uh, Ant-Man, that's eh, fine. Ant-Man's actually pretty good, I would yeah. argue. Yeah. Well, we and we talked about that when we reviewed Ant-Man, the fact that like that is kind of different as well because it's a good movie <laughs> question mark <laughs> but aside from that um man this makes me want to watch Ant-Man again I have a feeling I'm going to start saying that a lot Ants Ant-Man <laughs> it's it's uh. oh lord yep let's talk about Rachel McAdams cause she's in this movie yep as the not night nurse sure you okay you say you need to explain this to me so rosario dawson's character in the in the netflix shows mm-hmm. is is she like the official night nurse who, who i have no idea how, how does that work are there multiple night nurses in the comics or is Probably. it kind of i'm really not entirely sure she's not usually like a super major character okay she's usually i feel like she usually pops up in comics that are very like I don't know. I feel like she pops up in comics that are, are pretty, not niche, but like, that want to tell maybe a more... I feel like she usually pops up in good comics, I guess, as I, I could explain yeah. that. But like, it's 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 fairly rare. I don't know. I haven't read enough to, to be sure about that. The but big problem I have with Rachel anyway. McAdams in this movie is that uh, she just doesn't feel that necessary other than yeah. like, Doctor Strange like pushing her away at the beginning. Yeah. She ends up being more... She She's some really interesting emotional foundation at the beginning, and then she ends up kind of just being... Uh, plot, plot device. Yeah, plot uh, and then, assistance. And then... Because they're she's there... Back together at the end? Sort of. Question mark? Yeah, she, she's there She's there to help him get into the hospital and get surgery for him and then for the Ancient One. I think I'd feel um, better if they didn't try to force the romance at the end. Yeah, and then at the end they kind if of seem just to make kind up... Of, if they're just like friends, if he's kind of redeemed himself in her eyes, but realistically, she's like, "I'm not, I'm not going to get back together yeah. with you. You're, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're, you're a bit of a jerk." Yeah. And you don't have, you don't have the charisma of Tony Stark. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Also, what is it with Rachel McAdams getting into these genre franchises? I was about to say you she, don't have the charisma of Robert Downey Jr. And then she gets mark? and then she gets screwed over. Like, like I, I hate how she she exits the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yep. Yeah. I wish there was a third one of this. I would like to do this. Yep. But anyway. That Give it to us. That and National Treasure will always be my my, maybe, my white whales. Well maybe maybe once once uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s done with, with the Avengers movies, maybe sure. he'll he'll push for one last Sherlock Holmes movie. Complete the trilogy as it were. 
And maybe Nicolas Cage will just finally go back to National Treasure. That's, that's all I want. I, I, I don't know what would cause this necessarily. Maybe he needs more money. <laughs> they keep making these Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They can't give us one more National know, right? Treasure like, movie? Just, it's fine. I don't care if it's crappy like the last few Pirates movies. Just give me something here. Anyway. I mean, I'd rather watch National Treasure Book of Secrets than any of the, the yeah, sequel Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That's, that's what I'm saying. And that movie's not particularly good, but I'd rather watch you it. You shut your mouth. <laughs> A plus plus. Isn't El Dorado under Mount Rushmore? A plus <laughs> plus. So Rachel McAdams. It's a shame we'll never review them because... That would be my only one. That would be my only A plus plus. I think Rachel McAdams is <laughs> is like the most generic love interest in any of these movies. I'm trying to challenge you on that, but I'm honestly not sure I can. <laughs> she gets the least to do out of any love interest in any of these movies. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. All right, let's just do it. Let, let's let's break oh. it down. Let's start. You, you you laid down the gauntlet. We have to do. Well, it. Pepper's the best. She's in Iron Man one, two, and three, so that covers those three. And movies. Avengers. And sure. Um, Incredible Hulk. And Betty Ross. I present. I think it's between the case. Betty Ross, her, and Jane from Thor. Honestly, but Jane Jane is in two movies, and Jane is also the most boring character ever. She, at least Rachel McAdams, she kind of has a presence when I think, she's on screen. I think in the first movie she gets more to do than Rachel McAdams does here. Yeah, um, in the first Thor movie, um, she has she has a bit more to do with the plot. It's not Peggy Carter. No, she's one of the everyone loves ones. Peggy. Yeah. Um, maybe Sharon Carter? I don't count her. Yeah. She, like, actually gets nothing to do. That's actually, that... I, I say that. She does actually, like, stand up to Hydra, like, which is more than Rachel McAdams gets to do in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. At the end of the movie, Rachel McAdams just like, hail Hydra. What? <laughs> and she does the Hydra salute but punches him in the face with it. Just <laughs> 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 um, Use your time, Jim, on that <laughs> jerk. Uh, probably, I, I I still might put him put in the argument of Beth, Betty Ross, but yeah. Are we counting Kate from Lost? I mean, she's she she's not generic. No, no I know. I'm, I'm just saying, are we counting her among love yeah. interests? Yeah, definitely. But, okay, but she actually is one one of the top ones. I would argue as far yeah. as she is part of. She is like a, a not quite dual protagonist, but she is like. The main character. All right. Black Widow is actually the most generic love interest, and in, because that's all she is, she's just a love interest for Mark Ruffalo. So shots fired <laughs> right between the eyes. Worst film romance of all time. Right between the eyes. That now was I'm a fun experiment. Okay, now I'm just imagining like this this terrible set of YouTube videos somebody could make, and I'm totally throwing this out this idea out there for free. It's 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 like you list the franchise off, but they ran out of money, and it's just a terrible Photoshop of a mustache over every <laughs> single character. But they ran out of money, so they can't see giant out. What are you? Who? <laughs> I don't. I don't. 
done. <laughs> and, I thought you had something legitimate to contribute here. Oh, no, come on. You and think, you didn't. You think too highly of me. <laughs> Funny joke. <laughs> so what else do we want to talk about in Doctor Strange? I'm never letting that go. I'm aware. How do we feel about how the, the general look of the movie? Visual effects, lighting, cinematography, all that. Obviously the visual effects are very good. Lighting, and even... The movie's lit too dark. And even some of the action sequences as well are not particularly well... I mean, they're not poorly shot, but they're not particularly, like... Amazing. Amazing. It's it's just they kind of ride on the fact that there are a lot of cool visuals. Yeah. Um, like, the, the, the sparring between him and Mordo is not very interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I feel like the lighting, like the the, it's just got a very bland color palette for me. I would agree, except for like when they do the really weird mind trippy stuff. But then that's all just in the computer, right? Everything else just feels, eh, like I'm watching like a TV show. Almost, yeah. Almost like, like I mean, I don't want to really talk down about this but like it, like agents of shield the, yeah i would agree um, and I, agents of shield is a great show but it's a, it's, it's just it's, it's a tv show it's limited by not specifically cable yeah tv show like like main big big three big four whatever like the main yeah. cable channels are it's it's one of those so it's yeah no i agree um and once again i don't know if this goes back to them using digital cameras and so they're just not very good color correcting in the editing room i don't know what what the deal is with that but I, I think if it didn't have such good special effects, this would be one of the worst-looking Marvel movies f for me, I think. I can't go that far because there are some bad-looking Marvel movies. But Well, I'm, I'm not talking... I'm taking special effects out of the yeah. equation. No, I know. I, I'm saying... I mean, I guess that's also part... A big reason of why I'm uh, counting Hulk out because... Yeah. Then the special effects. Uh, but Iron Man 3 definitely looks worse, I would argue. Um, Iron Man 3's just got like a pukey look yeah, to it. Yeah, they, it's exactly. very weird. I still think that might be the worst looking MCU movie. Um, yeah, I guess you, you might be right. Aside from that, it, it might be down there. Um, I, I, it's, it's a movie about magic. Have it be colorful. How many, movies, how many of these movies have we actually been satisfied with the way the colors look? None of them! <laughs> That's not true. There were a few. All of them! Oh. <laughs> I'd say, like, the first Iron Man... We're on the internet! We only go to extremes here! The first Iron Man... Um, how do we feel about Age of Ultron? I don't remember. It doesn't look very good. Yeah. So the first Iron it's, Man... It, it, Age of Ultron is very desaturated, and then some of the special effects are very mixed in quality. Ant-Man? Question mark? Ant-Man looks great! Ant-Man is slowly rising up our MCU power rankings like a rocket. <laughs> Ant-Man is <laughs> like, like a rocket. <laughs> slowly like a rocket. <laughs> it's exponential. It's just like... Hail, Hail Hydra. The more we talk about these, the more we're like, wait a minute. Is it the best MCU movie? You remember how colorful Yellow Jacket was? And he's like one of the worst villains. <laughs> but yeah, Iron Man Avengers... What's... What's... Lashif with glitter in his eyes does not a very compel, visually compelling villain make. Yep. Um, but no, really, it's, it's basically just Iron Man... Let, let's think about this. Let's think about oh, this cast. 
God. Iron Man, Avengers, Thor The Dark World, and Ant-Man. These are the movies so far. I would so count far. Iron Man 2 just because it's, the, it's, it's, basically it's, the same. it's like the same visual style. Okay, so these are the five MCU movies that were like, yeah, those look pretty good. Yes. I mean, I guess Winter Soldier as well, you would argue, but that's kind of a different... Those are all... I mean, I guess I guess there's no reason not to count Winter Soldier among that as well. Um... But yeah, those are the those are the the list of movies, and by extension, probably Civil War. I know you had some issues with that, because um, I'm a hater. Sure, sure. Not enough mustaches. It's just what I don't. Man, I don't understand. Scarlett Johansson, old mustache. I don't understand you, and I don't understand how these movies continue to not like be great. Get that more because right. because they want to keep like a a. a standard but it I doesn't guess. feel like there's a standard i don't know it doesn't feel like it at all it feels like it's just sort of generic I'm, and it's different flavors I'm of generic. spitballing for a rationale here and i'm not finding one that's weird it's also kind of like that's one thing i i, I feel about this movie with, with it not being weird enough uh-huh. it it still feels like that they're they they're they're like we we need to make sure the audience buys that this is in the MCU. They're still holding on. <laughs> Let go. <laughs> but but it's it's similar with Thor. Yeah. Where it's like okay, we got to have most of it on Earth. Yeah. And we'll introduce them to Asgard. Introduce them to Thor. But we we won't take it too far. Yeah. Same with Doctor Strange. We'll show them a little bit of magic, show them a little bit of weird stuff, but we can't go too far, otherwise they won't accept it as part of this universe. That's that's, that's the read I get on it, and I'm just going, let go! Yeah. Let's get nuts! <laughs> yeah, the... And it's frustrating, too, because I thought that... I, I think there have been several points where I've been like, you know what, I think it's all uphill from this point on. And then we keep just finding these little movies that were like, oh... We don't like this quite as much as we thought we did. I um, mean, this is pretty much exactly what I thought of it. Okay. This is not... this. this I mean, is, I was not... This is one of the few that's changed. This is not like Iron Man 3... That has Strike that, reverse that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this way, please. This is not Iron Man 3 or Age of Ultron. Where I was like, oh man, I'm excited about these. I think they're better than people say. And I was like, oh, maybe they're not. Um, this one is... Yeah. It's just like, I went into it thinking, you know, I don't think I'm, I don't, I don't remember like being super blown away by this. And then I came back and I was like, yep, I was not blown away by this. Um, but it, it, it does exactly what a Marvel origin movie needs to do. Sure. Once sure. again, you get us, you get us to like the character, even though it's very weird. Cause I feel like more so than any of them, like we should not like this yeah. guy at all. Yeah. But I, I, I really like his character. Well, that's cause the movie pulls off his arc. Yeah. Um, which is good. So even even if he's not like a perfect good guy at the end of the movie, we're still like, oh, duh, he's he's working on it. Yeah. He's still got the shaky hands. He's still got flaws. He's yeah. a, he's a human. He's being. like us. Um, and it's funny because, but it is funny that I. That's stopped. how I felt watching Batman versus Superman. I said, Batman, he's like us. He's shooting people <laughs> right between the eyes. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, it's it's like I've stopped several times while we're going through this, and I'll be like through these movies, and I'll be like, all right. So from here on out, just thinking about the movies that we've got, we've got stacked up here. Man, I think we're on a great run. I think we're gonna, we're gonna really enjoy the rest of these. And it's like we've gotten to the point where there are like four movies, le- three movies left. Yeah, three before we finish off. We won't be done. We'll have, we'll have to pick up like Black Panther and Infinity War after the break. That you know that'll come later. Um, but yeah, it's just like it really is surprising. 
that they managed to maintain such a level of baseline mediocre <laughs> through the cinematic universe to create such a juggernaut. Like, I... It, it really has changed the way I think about this franchise, and it's not... It's still very impressive, don't get me wrong. No, it's the worst thing ever. That too. Hollywood but, will never recover. Yes. Because it, it was... Because it was so much better beforehand. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Don't you remember in the 2000s, the only things that came out were The Lord of the Rings and The Matrix. And that's it. And Elektra. No. And Catwoman. That was, that was the 90s. Don't worry about it. The 2000s. And the Star Wars Everything prequels. was perfect. And the Matrix sequels. It was, no, it was literally just The Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, X-Men 2... Spider-Man 2, there is the D D Dark Knight, that's all there was, Th those, those five, that's all, that's all we got. Remember Superman Returns? No, that was, no. Everything was perfect, there were no bad movies. You remember X-Men 3? Remember, remember Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Coast? And that applies Surfer? to the 90s and 80s too, none of those movies you're talking about exist. <laughs> be a much better world if that were true. <laughs> The only movies that came out in the 80s and 90s were the Terminator franchise, just just the first two. Everything mentioned in just Ready the, Player One. Just the first two, <laughs> yes. Just the first two Alien movies. Just Star Wars, you know, just the original trilogy. Maybe not Return of the Jedi? No, not, not Return of the Jedi. That was later. Um, that's it. Maybe like Wrath of Khan. You can throw that in there if you want. Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard, of course. That Yeah, that definitely can't. Predator, of course. That's it. That's there, there were no bad movies in the 80s and 90s. This is fundamentally true. And there were no franchises being milked. That's for sure. There were no there was no Alien 3 or Alien Resurrection or Superman There was 4, no Batman and Robin. Superman Batman 4 Forever. The Quest for no, Peace. Thank you. No, definitely not. That never came out. Batman Returns sucks. <laughs> you can say about this to, to bring this back around to an actual point the mcu does not there are people who would argue that there are movies in the mcu that are trash i don't really think it does, maybe the hulk maybe the incredible hulk remember die another day the worst james bond movie from 2002 i think you mean never Halle berry's in it that's all i'm saying but no like really it's it is like it, it really is just the fact that they have managed to make competence the norm for this franchise and from there they, they remember the last time we had a good Terminator movie know, right? like, like from there just, 25 years and ago it's, it's, it's literally I think just planning and being careful about who you choose to be in charge of these projects and that's about like it's just it, somehow they have managed to crack this code that has been playing Hollywood for years to be able to just like make movies that work and that make you enjoy the characters so that when they actually put together put them in a movie that is that that really rises above the rest then everyone's like oh my gosh this is the greatest thing ever thank you MCU thank you Feige Lord and Overlord <laughs> like it's hail Hydra hail Hydra um yeah it's fascinating it really is this has been a very enlightening run I don't like it fair
I think less of Age of Ultron. I don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. I can't handle the truth. Do we have any other comments about Doctor Strange? Benedict Cabbage Patch's American accent's pretty good. Yes, yes it is. The part where he's screaming at Rachel McAdams is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my quote on the poster. <laughs> the part where he's screaming... Tyler's quote on the poster, Screaming at women's great! <laughs> you really gotta let him know that you mean it. <laughs> Still a mustache of Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I'm imagining this, the way it looked on the poster... Is that there's like it's it's like the array of of different reviews and like yeah. that that's that those three quotes are just spaced out like in the middle from me just like across the poster just like it's the same person three times just popping up every now and then and one of them is just a little mustache on Rachel McAdams' face. Sometimes you just gotta not take life so seriously. <laughs> I do want to see. This feels like the kind of thing that James Gunn would do. Someone, someone like James, like of the Dis, the current Disney director crop. I want to see the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two cut, where he goes back in and puts a mustache on everyone's face and releases that just as like a the director's cut, or, specifically the James Gunn on, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Or if cut. Ryan Johnson really wanted to troll people. <laughs> <laughs> removes the mustache from Mark Hamill and adds it to everyone else, including Snoke and Carrie Fisher. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you might find a mustache! Or lack thereof, if they have the it's budget, to, if they have the budget to do a terrible removal job. If you add a mustache to Smoke Snoke, at what point are you just admitting that his origin story is he's the old guy from Up that was the villain with the cane? <laughs> at what point is that where where you're going with that? I like it. I like. It. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's that's my new headcanon now. Does he die at that? Or spoilers for he, Up? He falls vaguely into. That's how he gets deformed! It makes sense to me. Take that ridiculous <laughs> thing off and you and Kylo Ren removes the <laughs> I'm imagining specifically that he's got like it's like a fake, like it's it's the big nose with the glasses and the, the fake mustache and he's just wearing it. And no no, and that's what he's destroying in the elevator immediately <laughs> he's after. The Prepare my ship, and it zooms in on, on, the, on, the, on the ground. It's all crumpled and destroyed. God. I can't tell if The Last Jedi review is going to be the best thing or the worst thing that's I'm ever happened I, to this podcast. I'm glad I took you on this journey. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about Doctor Strange? Do we need to mention Michael Giacchino's score? It's the score from Star Trek with a note changed. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird because I find his Star Trek... Which theme... some might say is the musical equivalent of putting a mustache on it. <laughs> See, he told me not to do it. And then he goes ahead and does it. Well, you broke me at some point. See, I win. That's fair. 
but I'm not going to deny it. Well, it's just weird because I find his Star Trek theme to be much more distinct and the fact that this is just kind of a copy of it and I don't it really remember is. it. It's really strange. What's, what's the instrument that they're using? Is it like a mandolin or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. It helps to give it a, a little bit of unique flavor, yeah. but I don't feel like they go far. Well, then, then again, it's one of those things where we were listening to some of the music during the credits, and it's like bombastic and very dramatic. I'm like, where was Which this? Which happens to us way too much. Where was this during the movie? There, There is far too much music that just gets relegated to the back of the credits when you yeah. could have used that somewhere. Yeah. I know we're not composers, but like, directors work with them. <laughs> Well it, it, well, it feels like so, so many of, of these movies, especially like generic action movies, they don't care about the music. This yeah. is like, we need filler in the background. Yeah. Keep that on the lowest volume acceptable, but we it's not a big deal. We still really haven't gotten a knockout soundtrack in the MCU outside of the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy, which is doesn't really count. So a knockout score, I should say. I still say Thor. I that's guess. just me. I know that's 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 just me, and that's my personal preference. Sure. I st- I still think Thor is overall the strongest score of of all these movies. That's probably fair. That's the only one I really go back to, and I I, yeah. I will listen it's, to. It's... I know I know you're you're in love with Thor Ragnarok, and we'll get there. But you know that's true. That is very. Well, I'm talking about what we've done so far. Um, that's why I said we'll get there. I I do think Thor Ragnarok is a knockout soundtrack. And... We're down to three movies. Need to see you left. I mean, technically five by the time we get like, wrapped like up we here. We started yesterday. Yep. Where'd all the time go? We've yep. been talking about this for like four months. Well, that's the thing is, I feel like I remember talking about Black Panther, like not talking about, but like seeing Black Panther. That feels like it just happened. Yeah, and that's coming out on Blu-ray in less than a month, probably something like that. Weird, weird times. Whatever. <laughs> All right, what 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 you giving it? Jeez, oh, I'm going C plus. That might sound harsh. I'm not going back to watch this movie again for a while, unless I have like a friend who needs to pick up on on Marvel movies before Infinity War, who's like, I need, I haven't seen yeah. Doctor Strange. I will not be watching this movie for a long time. I'm going B minus, largely because of the Dormammu thing. <laughs> I think I'd be at a C plus as well. The Dormammu stuff right at the very end. Is- See, I would say it's the most generic thing ever, and then it's got that little kick. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's that's fair. That sounds good. Try harder. <laughs> there aren't a lot of MCU movies that I would not tell to try harder. There really aren't. Winter Soldier, Avengers... Civil War. And Civil War, that's... Everything else... It's just, it man. No, I tell that to try a little <laughs> harder. Nah. Not not as hard as everyone else. That's, <laughs> no, that's where I'm at right now is I'm like like I it could but, but it also doesn't need to. you don't need to. <laughs> you really don't. I think I probably did actually say it should have tried harder in that review. But Ant-Man is perfect in its own weird way. Yes. It's fascinating. In its own B-plus way. <laughs> did you give it a B-plus? I think so, didn't I? Did you really? Holy crap, you gave it a B-plus. What's wrong with you? you? I'm telling you, it is shooting up those power <laughs> rankings. So It gonna, might so be my fifth best MCU movie. I'm not kidding. The it, more I, the, it might be the fifth best. <laughs> 
for most people, it'd probably be towards the bottom. If not the bottom. Like, this has been a weird experience. It really has been. Man. So next week... See, now I'm starting to think it was a palate cleanser for you because I remember how much I talked about how, how I hated Terminator Genesis and I kept relaying to this to you over and over again. And then my experience with Ant-Man was like, finally, a good movie! And I feel like your experience was, finally, he'll shut up and I can watch a good movie! <laughs> well, but see, I didn't come out of Ant-Man. I, I remember watching Ant-Man at the time and being like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was a good time. You know, good times are had by all. But it was it was the rewatch that maybe after comparing it to everything that's come come before and now was that what was so Civil War was last right yeah and then it was before that yes okay um is that is that my best back to back MCU movie so far yes it's weird times. But yeah, it was just comparing it to everything that came before that point. I was just like, huh, wait a minute. I love this movie. Fascinating. So next week... I was missing some Jesus imagery. That's all I'm saying. Fair. Next week, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes. I'm excited. I'm very excited to see that again probably means i'm gonna end up giving it a c minus it's fine everything's fine <laughs> i'm gonna go in and be like this could be a potential a no no shot down right away i'm gonna immediately be like this is trash i hate it <laughs> i don't want to jump the gun oh the james go oh. terrible i don't want to jump the gun here but i i think i know where i sit on that movie i, I don't i don't think my grade will change that much i really have no idea at this point everything i know is what's the line there's no wood for me to knock what, on right what's, now what's the line every everything you know is a lie the movie that we just watched Tilda Swinton says it I don't know there's a line it's fine no you're still holding on let go <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking of yes ah uh, yes Kylo Ren as famously portrayed by Tilda Swinton <laughs> Now I'm just imagining they do a Star Wars movie that's set like 30 years later. <laughs> she plays old Kylo Ren? Yeah! Okay. I buy it. I think she's actually played males before. I think she's done that. No, that's fine. Old. It's more the old part that I'm like, <laughs> how does Adam Driver evolve into Tilda Swinton? Let's give her the right wig. Okay. It'll work. Okay. It'll work. If you say so. I think you also need to give her a new chin. I think yes. that would be important. Nah. <laughs> We can digitally enhance it and add a mustache. <laughs> or go back and digitally remove Adam Driver's chin from the Star Wars movies. Specifically get Joss Whedon to oversee it. With with a nickel as the budget. <laughs> and you give him a, a minute and 25 seconds to do it. <laughs> Have you ever seen... Guys, you can go ahead and stop listening (laughs) if you want. Please. It's fine. Have you ever seen... ever seen... Iron Chef? No, I have not. Are are you... I've seen our Lord and Savior Star Wars The Last Jedi. Are you familiar... But I have not watched Iron Chef. With the structure where on the show, 
at the beginning of the episode they reveal the the ingredient the secret ingredient no. that everyone's working with well that's that's the the, the stru- i think i've got the right show i probably don't it's fine one of those cooking shows they 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 reveal it they're like you're gonna be working I, with i don't watch cooking channels or food shows either that makes me the best person or the worst person i don't <laughs> know they, they 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 lift off the lid of what i, I guess a freezer and they're like you're gonna be working with weird fish and that's that's generally how it goes or like old bread i don't know it'll be something some sort of strange variety old of a thing. bread yeah like specifically bread from the 50s i don't you're, know you're working with corn <laughs> yes um all i can think of is just it's it's joss whedon Zack snyder maybe kevin feige <laughs> even though he doesn't do anything like that they're just sitting they're the, they're the contestants for today's show and they just pull it off you're working with mustaches And then no, just, no, 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 no. They give them buckets of flesh-colored paint to remove the mustache. <laughs> I need Gordon Ramsay screaming at Zack Snyder to try harder. <laughs> you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com Would it have been more convincing if they had painted over Henry Cavill's mustache like they did with Cesar Romero when he played the Joker in the 60s show? The answer is probably. Continue. <laughs> you can find us through email. Here come the sequels at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us on YouTube and iTunes. Just search us. It's fine. You'll get you'll get there. I believe in you. Like and subscribe if you want to hear us talk about mustaches more. I can subscribe if you want to hear more more conversation about Khaleesi, the first of his name, played by Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> Who? It's the glitter around his eyes. You, you know, you know the moment. It. I can't stand it. You know, you know the part in uh, in Glorious Bastards where. Uh, is it is it is Brad Pitt? I don't. It's the guy standing behind Brad Pitt, I think, and he's like, "I ju- I think this just may be your masterpiece, right? Isn't that is that how it goes?" Brad Pitt says that to uh, okay. Ryan okay. the temp from the office. Yeah, yeah. Yudovich, this may just be my masterpiece. I want you to get that feeling and capture that feeling in your heart, and imagine the Brad Pitt's got a big mustache in that movie. I want you to imagine <laughs> the exact opposite of that feeling. And that's how I feel right now. Too much mustache talk. I understand. I'm, I'm going to cut it after that line. I understand. I'm, I'm going to cut the podcast I, after bo- that bo- line. Bo- <laughs> I just bo- said, bo- I'm go- it's going bo- to be just... we gotta have, we got to have <laughs> no, the ending. No, we, our, we're our not subjective. going... We didn't earn the ending right, this fine. time. Nothing is real. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>